Hi everyone, I am your host, M. Schrader, and this is the Rack. Yeah, I'm your other host, Kian Peck, and this is going to be, again, our second episode of the six-part mini-series, talking about T.S. Eliot's The Wasteland, and today we're going to be talking about the, the second part of the, we're talking about the second part of the poem, the game of chess, or a game of chess. It's important that it's a game of chess and not the game of chess. Definite and definite articles that matter, people. I do. Okay, so um, so first, let's talk about the title. What does it? What does it mean? What is? What? What, what does he mean? Game. That's, there's, they don't even talk about chess in this. There's no, there's there is no board games to be had in this section of the poem. So frankly, what's going on here? We need answers. Then. Well, I can tell you there is there is one line. Just a single line that that says chess in it, and you're probably thinking, well, why is the whole section called chess then? I'm trying to find the line. This is just me stalling to find the line. Okay. Um, yeah, line line 137, and we shall play a game of chess. What could that possibly mean, Kian? Do you have any thoughts on the matter? Well, if you look at if you look at what they're talking about throughout all of this poem, you can see that a lot of it's about. The first part is kind of really weird. It's talking about the very rich person's house apparently and um but as you go later throughout the poem you see it's talking about a woman and her husband and um they're very much destructive and not very well functioning relationship which i think what elliot's alluding to here is the idea of the uh, marital game of chess and this like strategy that goes on between um spouses in his time period and like how they're almost opponents instead of people that are working together, which is generally not something that you strive for um, in terms of relationship dynamics. And yeah. this is especially relevant talking about Lil and her husband Albert because um, they don't really like each other and uh, they don't they don't go well together and they almost uh, well Albert doesn't almost die he might die he was in the army but um, Lil almost dies in childbirth and tries to take abortion pills, and they don't really work. And we'll get into that a little bit more later, but that's at least one of the games of chess that Elliot is talking about. There's also kind of this representation of conflict between past and future with the narrators in this section. Um, you know, you've got that first narrator's conflict with physical wealth, the, the third narrator's conflict with remembering the past um, and what, what they're going to do in the future. And then we've got Lil and her husband and their conflict with a desire for children and desire to have a life of your own and all that. Um, but one of the one of the things here is that chess could represent these conflicts as like a strategic game of choosing where you're going to go next. But it's not really clear who they're playing against. There's there's definitely some conflict here and strategy like you would have in chess, but not necessarily the competitors you would imagine for that, yeah. if that makes sense. They're, they're basically either playing against no one or playing against themselves. Yeah. Because they don't really have, like, I mean, I guess Lil has a direct opponent, but she's not necessarily doing anything directly against her husband. She's just not, um, the, she just seems to be fighting, like, her, her, I'm doing air quotes here, destiny as a woman in this time period in this place. So, yeah, I think that's a really good analogy as to this is kind of a, you don't know who you're fighting against. That's part of the thing that Ellis is trying to get across here is the anonymity of the modern world is one of the things that makes it awful. Okay, so the next part, um, talk about 
in that first part about the rich lady, there's a little bit about the Greek story of Philomel. So if you can go over that real quick, Em. Yeah, so Philomel was a minor character from Greek mythology. And the story is that she was raped by her sister's husband, the king. Um, and when she got kind of, you know, irritable about this, deservedly so, uh, she had her tongue cut out to avoid her speaking out. And in order to tell somebody this story, she weaved it into a quilt in order to tell her sister. And so it took a really long time, but once the quilt was finished, she showed her sister, and her sister was enraged. And so she killed her son that she'd had with the king, the sister did, and fed him to her husband as revenge. And then they pulled out the son's head and were like, hey, you just ate your son. And he got, he got pretty peed. I yeah. guess. Uh, chase the two that. of them into the woods. Yeah, yeah. Uh, chase them into the woods. And they were like, oh no, we're not going to get away from this guy. And so they prayed to the gods that they'd be turned into birds so that they'd be able to escape the king. And so uh, her sister, Philomel's sister, turned into a sparrow and then Philomel became a nightingale. And so the idea is that this was so that she could sing her song about her rape and everything and like be able to communicate but ironically in reality uh female nightingales are mute um so that adds a whole other layer to it if you want to throw that in there but so this kind of suggests that the narrator in our first section um we we do see a rape later on in the poem um but this character in particular it might suggest okay so yeah, so th that was the connection to Philomel and the Greek mythology and like all of that sort of the idea of rape being a central theme of this story. And we see that again, again, like we said, with Lil and her husband. And that even though it's, as far as we know, it's not technically rape, she's being subjected to this, to this idea of sex and childbirth that she doesn't really want to be, which is, which is how we would Mo like this would be marital rape as we would define it in a modern context and her friend is really actually opposed to Lil having any sort of help or say in the matter and so that's again another thing that is weird and twisted and part of what Ellie's trying to point out is corrupted about this wasteland and um, you see that too with how Lil doesn't spend the money on the false teeth like her husband wants, she spends it on abortion pills because she doesn't want to have his son and like this whole everything has been corrupted and twisted the whole idea of love has just been turned into something awful and that's the thing that we'll see throughout the poem well that's all the time we have for today um see you guys in the next episode